Chapter Twelve, Part Two of A Common Story by Ivan Goncharov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Twelve, Part Two. What has happened to Sashenka? Anna Pavlovna asked Yevsay in a menacing voice. Why is he like this? Pray, Yevsay made no answer why don't you answer said agrafena do you hear what the mistress asks you why has he grown so thin said anna pavlovna what has happened to his hair i can't tell madam said yevsay that's the master's business you can't tell but what have you been thinking about yevsay did not know what to say and still did not answer you have found someone here you could trust madam murmured agrafena looking with affection at yevsay it's a pity you trusted such a fellow is he to be trusted what were you doing there tell the mistress you'll catch it by and by me not to be trusted madam said yevsay timidly looking first at his mistress and then at agrafena i was a true and faithful servant if you will condescend to ask arkhipitch what arkhipitch the porter there you see what nonsense he's talking observed agrafena why do you listen to him madam you should lock him up then he'd soon be able to say i'm ready to die on the spot if i didn't always say yes to doing for my master whatever was his respected will continued yevsay i will take the holy image from the wall and oh you are all good enough in words said anna pavlovna but when it comes to doing anything then you're nowhere it seems you took fine care of your master you let him go till he my poor darling lost his health you looked after him here i'll teach you she threatened him didn't i look after him madam in seven years of the master's linen only one shirt has been lost and except for me they would all have been worn out and where was it lost asked anna pavlovna angrily at the laundress's i told alexander fedoritch at the time to deduct for it from her but he never said anything only think the wretch observed anna pavlovna to filch fine linen in what way didn't i look after him continued yevsay god grant every one to do his duty as i did sometimes the master would want to be later in bed and i run to the baker what kind of loaves did he eat white bread good i know it was white but was it milk bread what a post to be sure said agrafena he doesn't know how to utter a word sensibly and now he's a petersburger no not a bit said yevsay lenten bread lenten bread oh what a wretch you are robber murderer said anna pavlovna growing red with anger you did not hesitate to buy lenten bread for him you call that looking after him but the master gave no orders madam gave no orders he poor darling does not care what you put before him he will eat it just the same and did it never occur to you did you forget that here he always ate milk bread buy lenten bread i suppose you took the money somewhere else i will show you well what more tell me after he had drunk some tea yevsay went on losing courage he would go to his duty and i to my shoes i cleaned them the whole morning i always clean them over again sometimes even three times in the evening the master takes them off i clean them again how did i not look after him madam why i never saw on any gentleman such boots pyotr ivanitch's were worse polished though he kept three men why is he like this said anna pavlovna somewhat appeased it must be from writing madam oh, did he write much yes every day what did he write papers of some sort oh, yes it must have been papers 
and you why didn't you try to stop him i did try to prevent him madam don't be sitting so says i alexander fedoritch condescend to take a walk the weather is fine many gentlemen are out walking what's the good of writing you tire yourself a lot your mamma will be angry and what did he say go away he says you're a fool and that's just what you are a fool added agrafena on this yevsay looked at her then again continued to gaze at his mistress well and didn't his uncle try to prevent him asked anna pavlovna well how should he madam he would come and if he found the master without work he would fall upon him why he would say are you doing nothing here he says you're not in the country you must work he says and not lie on the shelf you are always dreaming he says and he would even give him a scolding how a scolding the provinces he would say and he'd go on and go on he would scold as i would not have believed my ears oh the wretch said anna pavlovna with a gesture of disgust he ought to get children of his own to abuse instead of trying to restrain him he oh lord my god merciful czar she shrieked whom can one trust in these days when one's own kin are worse than savage brutes even a beast cares for its whelps but here an uncle has been the ruin of his own nephew and you great idiot could not you have said a word to his uncle to beg him not to rate your master like that and he would have left off directly he should have rated at his wife wretch that she is he had someone to abuse with work work serve him right if he killed himself with work a brute upon my word what a brute god forgive me for saying so after this followed a pause is it long since sashenka has been so thin she inquired at last it's three years now replied yevsay since alexander fedoritch began to be sadly depressed and took little food suddenly he began to grow thin and thinner he wasted like a candle why was he depressed well, god knows why madam Pyotr ivanitch was pleased to say something to him about this i happened to hear it but it was strange i did not understand it but what did he say yevsay thought a minute trying apparently to recollect something while his lips moved he called him something or other but i have forgotten anna pavlovna and agrafena looked at him and awaited his reply with impatience well said anna pavlovna yevsay did not speak well gaby say something added agrafena the mistress is waiting dis i think disillusioned yevsay brought out at last anna pavlovna looked in perplexity at agrafena agrafena at yevsay and yevsay at both of them and all were silent what asked anna pavlovna dis 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 disillusioned that was exactly it i remember replied yevsay in a tone of decision is it some sort of misfortune good heavens is it a disease said anna pavlovna in anxiety ah hasn't he been bewitched doesn't it mean that madam put in agrafena hastily anna pavlovna grew pale and made a gesture of horror a curse on your tongue she said did he go to church yevsay was somewhat taken aback one could not say madam that he went very much he answered hesitatingly one might almost say that he did not go there the gentry go very little to church ah that's why it is said anna pavlovna crossing herself with a sigh it seems my prayers alone were not sufficient in god's eyes my dream was not a lying one you have really been torn from the abyss my darling at this point anton ivanitch entered dinner is getting cold anna pavlovna he said 
isn't it time to wake alexander fedoritch no no god forbid she answered he gave me orders not to be waked you can dine alone he said i have no appetite i had better sleep a little sleep will restore me perhaps i shall be ready for something in the evening so this is what you must do anton ivanitch now don't be vexed with an old woman like me i will go and light a lamp and pray while sashenka is asleep i could not eat and you dine alone very good ma'am very good i will do so you may reckon on me and do me another favour she continued you are our friend you love us so call yevsay to you and question him skilfully why it is sashenka has grown so melancholy and thin and what has become of his hair you are a man it will be more fitting for you whether he has had some trouble there you know there are such wicked creatures in the world find out everything very good ma'am very good i will find out i will learn the whole secret send yevsay to me while i am at dinner i will do it all good health to you yevsay he said taking his seat at the table and sticking a napkin over his cravat how do you do oh your servant sir what was my life like why a poor sort of living see you have been growing fat here anton ivanitch spat no words of ill omen my friend is it far to misfortune he observed and began to eat some cabbage soup well how did you get on there he asked oh not over well tell me were the provisions good what did you have to eat why you get a jelly and a cold pie at the shop and that's your dinner at the shop but hadn't you a kitchen of your own they did not cook at home unmarried gentlemen there don't have cooking in the house what are you saying said anton ivanitch laying down his spoon tis so on my word they sent the master's dinner in too from the cook-shop what a gypsy's life oh he may well get thin come take a glass oh i humbly thank you sir to your health a silence followed anton ivanitch was eating what's the price of cucumbers there he asked laying a cucumber on his plate forty pence a dozen as much as that my goodness yes and shameful to relate sir they sometimes bring salted cucumbers from moscow oh lord well no wonder he's thin where would you see such a cucumber in town continued yevsay pointing to a cucumber you'd not see such a one in your dreams such wretched little things you would not look at them here but there even gentlemen eat them it's in few houses sir they bake their own bread anton ivanitch shook his head but said nothing because his mouth was quite full how do they manage said he munching it's all at the grocer's and what isn't at the grocer's is somewhere at the ham and beef shop and what is not there is at the confectioner's and if it's not at the confectioner's you must go to the english shop these french have everything a pause well and how much is sucking pig asked anton ivanitch taking on his plate almost half of one i don't know we didn't buy any rather expensive two roubles i should say oh 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 no wonder he's thin such prices why look what kvass we have here but there even the beer is thin and the kvass seems to set up a ferment in your stomach all day the only thing good is the blacking ah there's blacking you see again such a scent it has one could almost eat it what are you saying yes pon my soul a pause well so is that how it is asked anton ivanitch munching yes just so you fared badly yes very badly alexander fedoritch eat the least possible he got quite out of the way of eating he wouldn't eat a pound of bread for dinner well, no wonder he's thin said anton ivanitch all because it was dear was it 
yes it was dear and besides he hadn't the habit of eating his fill every day the gentry eat as it were on the sly once a day or else when they have time at five sometimes at six or they snatch a morsel of something and with that they've done that's the last consideration with them they do everything else first and leave eating to the last what a way of living said anton ivanitch no wonder he's thin it's a marvel that you didn't die there and was it like this all the time no on holidays when the gentry meet together sometimes upon my soul how they do eat they go to some german restaurant and they will dine for a hundred roubles i'm told and they drink god save us worse than a peasant sometimes there would be a party at pyotr ivanitch's they would sit down to table at six o'clock and get up at four in the morning anton ivanitch opened his eyes what are you saying he said and they are eating all the while they are eating all the while i should like to see it it's not our way what do they eat oh nothing worth seeing sir you don't know what they are eating god knows what the damned foreigners serve the victuals up with i should not care to put them into my mouth and their pepper is not like this they pour into the sauce something out of foreign bottles once pyotr ivanitch's cook entertained me with the dishes from the master's table i felt sick for three days after i looked there's an olive in the dish i thought it was an olive like they are here i tasted it look again and there was a little fish it was horrid i spit it out i took another and there it was the same and in all alike ah you damned foreigners but did they put them there on purpose oh god knows i asked them the fellows laugh and say yes they grew so and what are their dishes to begin with they serve soup with dumplings as it should be and they're scarcely dumplings as big as thimbles you put six at once in your mouth try to chew them and already they've gone melted away after the soup they serve something sweet at once then beef then ice cream and then some kind of vegetable and then a roast and you could not eat it so they didn't cook at home with you well no wonder he's thin said anton ivanitch getting up from the table i thank thee my god he began with a deep sigh for thy heavenly blessings what am i saying my tongue is wandering earthly blessings and do not let me lack thy heavenly guidance you can clear away the master and mistress will not dine for supper prepare another sucking pig or shouldn't it be a turkey alexander fedoritch likes turkey he will be hungry i dare say and now bring me some fresh hay in the attic i will take a nap for the next hour then wake me for tea if alexander fedoritch stirs then wake me up when he rose from his nap he went to anna pavlovna well what is it anton ivanitch she said nothing ma'am i humbly thank you for your bread and salt and i have had such a sweet sleep the hay is so fresh so fragrant i hope it has done you good anton ivanitch well and what did yevsay say you question him oh i should think so indeed i have found it all out i know all it's nothing to trouble about the whole thing comes from their food there having been it seems so poor the food yes consider yourself cucumbers are forty pence the dozen a sucking pig is two roubles and the cooking is all done at the confectioner's and you can't eat your fill no wonder he's thin don't be uneasy ma'am we'll set him on his legs here we'll cure him you tell them to prepare a good lot of birchwood infusion i will give you the recipe i had it from prokof astafitch give it him morning and evening with rum or holy water a little glass or two before dinner you might give it with holy water have you some yes yes you brought me some already ah yes so i did prepare rather more sustaining dishes for him i have already ordered them to roast a sucking pig or a turkey for supper 
thank you anton ivanitch oh it's nothing ma'am shall not we order a little chicken as well with white sauce i will order it why should you am i good for nothing i will see to it let me see to it help me my dear friend he went away and she sank into thought her woman's instinct and her mother's heart told her that food was not the principal cause of alexander's melancholy she set to work to question him indirectly by hints but alexander did not understand these hints and said nothing so passed away a fortnight three weeks sucking pigs chickens and turkeys came to anton ivanitch in abundance but alexander was still melancholy and thin and his hair had not grown thicker then anna pavlovna decided to have a talk with him straight out listen my dear one sashenka she said one day it's now a month since you've been here and i have not yet seen you smile once you move like a cloud with downcast looks is there something you don't like in your native place it seems you were happier in a strange place are you longing for it or what my heart is torn when i look at you what has happened to you tell me what is it you haven't got i will grudge you nothing has someone done you an injury i will revenge that too don't be uneasy mamma said alexander this is nothing i have come to years of discretion and so i am serious but why are you thin and what has become of your hair i can't tell you why one can't govern everything that has happened in seven years perhaps indeed my health is a little disordered you feel pain anywhere yes i have a pain here and here he pointed to his head and his heart anna pavlovna laid her hand on his forehead there is no fever she said why should this be so is there a throbbing in your head no only sashenka let us go to ivan andreitch who is ivan andreitch the new doctor it's two years since he came here such a clever fellow he's a wonder he hardly prescribes any medicines he makes himself some tiny little pills and they do good our foma had a pain in the stomach he was groaning three days and nights the doctor gave him three little pills it cured him at once you must physic yourself a little darling no mamma he will do me no good this will go on just the same but why are you dull what is this trouble oh what do you want i don't know myself what a strange thing upon my word said anna pavlovna you say you like your food you have every comfort and a good position what more is there and yet you are dull sashenka she went on softly after a pause isn't it time for you to marry what are you thinking of no i shall not marry but i have a girl in my mind just like a doll rosy and delicate as fair as a lily her figure is so slender and neat she has studied in the town at a boarding-school she has seventy-five serfs and twenty-five thousand in money a splendid dowry they were in business in moscow and an excellent connection eh sashenka i have already broken the ice with her mother once over coffee but i only dropped a word in joke i shall not marry repeated alexander how never never lord have mercy upon us how can that be all people are like other people only you are like nobody else and it would have been such a happiness for me if god had vouchsafed to me to nurse my grandchildren i beg of you marry her you will grow to love her i shall not grow to love mamma i have outgrown love outgrown love without being married whom have you loved up there a girl why didn't you marry her she deceived me how deceived you why you weren't married to her yet alexander did not answer 
oh you must have nice girls up there on my word to love before marriage deceived you indeed the wretch with happiness itself falling into her hands she did not know how to value it good-for-nothing creature if i could have a word with her i would slap her face what was your uncle thinking about who did she find better i would have seen to her well but is she the only one in the world you will be in love a second time i have been in love a second time with whom a widow well why didn't you marry her her i myself deceived anna pavlovna looked at alexander and did not know what to say deceived she repeated i suppose she was some bold creature she added it's really a den of thieves in st petersburg loving before marriage without the sanction of the church deceiving that such things should be done in the world the end of the world must certainly be at hand well well tell me is there not anything you feel a want of perhaps the cooking is not to your taste i will write for a cook from the town no thank you everything is all right perhaps you are dull all alone i will invite the neighbours no no don't worry yourself mamma i am peaceful and all right here it will pass i have hardly looked about me yet and this was all anna pavlovna could get out of him end of chapter twelve part two recording by expatriate in bangor maine